Look around at this great city of ours. What do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. This is Bill Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Murfreesboro. Welcome to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here at WGNS 1450 AM or 100.5 FM Talk Radio. We're so glad you're here with us. I have a special guest host with me tonight, Michael Lynn. Hey, this is Michael Lynn White. <laughs> She's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is Ronnie Martin. <laughs> this is Ronnie Martin, our... Uh, illustrious uh, city councilman and a, a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine ronnie thanks for coming in and filling in for michael lynn thanks for the invite i'm excited to be here uh we we miss michael lynn obviously but uh we'll do our best to survive without her tonight right right how you been doing i have been great did you watch all the football games or? you know i i have not i've uh i've gotten out of practice at that the older i have gotten and uh of course the city council responsibilities and you just find other things to spend time on so um i don't watch as much as i used to well i i you know i'm a little older than you and i can remember when they didn't have instant replay and all mm -hmm. that stuff but there's not been a better uh weekend of football or the playoffs oh yeah than the these last games um now who played today well you had the rams I, i'll tell you who's in the super Bowl is the rams and who's in the, who's the other one not the chiefs who beat the chiefs i should know this i should know this too i do not um well well somebody tell me we're what. losing our men our man card here by not knowing the answer to this question here i'll get it here in just a second but i mean we'll get the answer here in just a minute um and we just, I just watched it. Oh, it's the uh, – Bob is ready. We're excited, y'all, to have a legend, a Murfreesboro legend, a legend around middle Tennessee. He's uh, my boss. Or he's the, the founder of Parks Realty. His name is Bob Parks. And if you've had anything to do with real estate or uh, the community, charities, uh, you think of Bob Parks. And uh, is he uh, is he ready? Hello. Okay. Hello, Bob. Hey, Bill. Hey. Hi. How are y'all? Good. Mr. Parks, how are you, sir? Well, I am good. What about yourself? Doing great tonight. Were you watching the and football was, games? I was, and it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for bailing <laughs> Thank us out you. there. Thank Mr. you, Mr. Bob. <laughs> Thank you Trying for helping you guys out. I appreciate yeah. that. I was pulling for the 49ers just because of Juwan Jennings, who's got a connection to Murfreesboro, but apparently they lost too. But um, so how's it going? Going good. Going great. Um, you know, of course, the real estate industry stays strong, has been, and uh, just a blessing being in Middle Tennessee as we travel throughout the nation, whether looking at other real estate or visiting other real estate companies or just vacationing. You see what a, how wonderful it is to live in Middle Tennessee and enjoy so many good things, and that's why the population continues to explode here. Right on. Bob, you know, it's 
I'll just say it's been a real uh, privilege for me to, to kind of watch and uh, watch the team that you've built uh, in Middle Tennessee and your company grow. But uh, it's been really, really nice to know you personally. I know you have a personal relationship with so many of the folks that work at, you know, in your firm and in the communities. But um, one of the things being, I started to say a young banker. I'm not as young of a banker as I used to be. Um, but... <laughs> You have had the opportunity to see so much, um, you know, in this market, uh, having, you know, your own firm, your own brokerage, and uh, just so many other things you do on the development side of, um, you know, of real estate. And, of course, we've had um, a really, really nice run here from an economic standpoint, probably starting in, you know, 2011 to 2012 so a good solid 10 years of really nice performance but you have seen um, different times and you've seen that probably on uh, multiple different occasions just because of how long you've been in the business will you talk a little bit about um, this economy this last 10-year period and maybe how you see that different than some other times that we've gone through that have been really really good Sure, Ronnie. Well, you know, we, we um, I got in this business in 1972, so I have been in the business 50 years. And, you know, when I got in, interest rates were seven and a half. Wow. Hmm. 50 years ago. So we went through a little recession in 82. We had another little, it was a pretty good recession in 82. We had another one in around 90. And then a little blip in 2000 with the, uh, the threat of what's going to happen in, in 2000, you know, with the um, technology and so forth, which never never materialized. So Y2K. We went a, <laughs> yeah, Y2K. So we, we went a long time from, say, 92 when we had a downturn all the way to 08, and we're experiencing that kind of a long-term recovery right now. Hmm. I think this one will end differently than, <laughs> than the last one because, mm-hmm. you know, and Ronnie, you know, and Bill, too, in 08, uh, the, the our whole world as realtors, developers just went totally under. Mm-hmm. The, um, the mortgage plays that were out there and the people that were abusing the mortgage industry and <clears throat> those of us developers who just never thought this thing was going to end just kept on developing and developing. And uh, we certainly paid the price for that. But I think there's a lot more concern about that, not to let it get to that point this time around. Well, so one of the things that we talk a lot about, and, and I have a lot of these conversations, and I'm going to give you credit for probably having the best crystal ball out there. Um, with that being said, as you well know, no one has a crystal ball. But um, one of the things that is so interesting about the market that we're in is that it seems like to me um, that we have more people from outside of Murfreesboro moving into Murfreesboro, and I don't mean from surrounding counties, uh, but, you know, uh, East Coast, West Coast, um, the northern states where, you know, they are selling um, personal residences where, you know, things are just not as good as they are in Middle Tennessee. And, and in many cases, they're selling those homes for, you know, a multiple of two or three or five times um, what, what they're buying here in Murfreesboro. So we're attracting a lot of that capital. We're attracting a lot of that investment not only from individuals, but from a lot of the large national REITs who have found Middle Tennessee as a very attractive uh, place long term. What impact do you think 
those things are having on our market and and will it protect us in a different way from from maybe some of these other dips we've had in the past well you know i think we've had a tremendous influx of, of people from california yeah um, for sure people from chicago people from new jersey new york uh up in up in the uh, northeast there a little bit and i think it's as much of course we have no state income tax right we right. have just an unbelievable culture uh, it is a great place to raise your family. And, um, you know, I think people realize that when they get there. And it's just, I can't tell you the number of times people will tell me, everybody's just so friendly here. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, what, what, where did you come from? What did you expect? That's, right. That's where do, where do you live? Yeah. yeah, where do you yeah. live? I got a question for you, Bob. Where You grew up here in Murfreesboro. Take us back to what Murfreesboro looked like back then and uh, kind of where where you live, people people would like to know that you grew up here where did it all start for you well it was certainly a very uh, unusual childhood i guess my father passed away when i was three years old he had a heart attack and probably his third or fourth and they really didn't know how to <coughs> treat heart disease back then so right. mother and i moved to murfreesboro we lived in gallatin and she moved to murfreesboro and she became the dorm mother uh, for the freshman girls' dorm at Middle Tennessee State College. Hmm. It was not even a university right. then. So <laughs> I grew up with 100 freshman girls every year till I was 12 years old. <laughs> but I would tell you one of the funny things about it is mother would used to let me, I'd walk around with, they only, there was only two campus policemen then, and they were both probably 60 or 70. <laughs> but I'd walk, around, I'd walk around with them at night and as they punched the clock and felt totally safe, which she did too. But it's, the transition has just been unbelievable. I went to uh, what's, what was called training school then. It's called campus school now. I ride my bike, ride my bike all over town. And it was just a very quiet, peaceful little college town. That The transition over the years has just been phenomenal. Yeah, it has. Go ahead, Bill. No, you go ahead, Ronnie. Hey, Bob, one of the things, and, and this is more uh, probably something that uh, um, a uh, – a middle-aged banker uh, works through and thinks about all the time. So, you know, it's interesting. So I'm 47 and, you know, I've been a banker, had the opportunity to be a banker really my whole career in Murfreesboro. And, and so I've seen a lot of different things in my time, but one of the uh, unique things about my career where I am today is I find myself um, in, in front of people who are 10 to 15 years younger than me and it's very interesting their perspective on the market and so if you if you take you know if you back off my age by 15 years i'm i'm 47 so let's put that at 30. well these these late 20 early 30 uh, whether it be builders investors agents whatever the case may be they have a very different perspective of the market because most of those people have been in it during what has been you know an amazing time right and, and one of the things that's challenging for me is, you know, sometimes when you're, you're, you're reading a book, um, if you stop at page, you know, if you only read chapter 12 of a 50-page book, well, then you think you know the story, but you really don't know the whole story. You just know what's in chapter 12. But um, how has it been for you to lead a company um, that, is, that is obviously, you know, the most successful uh, brokerage firm, in, you know, I guess in the state? Yeah. But um, to know that you're working with people 
within your company that, you know, ha- have been there for, you know, 20 or 30 years, um, but you're also bringing in that new generation of um, realtor in the marketplace, maybe builders as well as you're developing subdivisions. But how do you balance that different perspective that everybody has? Because I know you get asked a lot of questions as, um, you know, because of the wisdom you have of all that you have seen. How do you encourage those young people who might not have necessarily been through some of the tough times? Um, how, how do you do that? Well, you, you know, and you want to you, you want to be careful not to be old school. <laughs> old school. <laughs> around a while. So yeah, Bob, that's old school. But <laughs> old school, old school tells me that the recession of oh eight, nine, ten, and eleven was was devastating. Oh, yes. And I went through two or three other ones, and they were twelve months, eighteen months, and all right, we're out of this. Yeah. So after a year or two, I said we're getting ready to come out, and we we didn't. It was four years. So whenever I speak to new agents or even agents who have tendency to forget. I tell them that, you know, this is an unbelievable time. You've got interest rates that have dipped below three, right. and they're standing now maybe in the three and a half. I told you what it was a while ago when I got right. it at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And in 82, it was 18%. Mm. So, you know, we, we find out ways to still help people get in homes, even when it's 18%. We have negative amortization back then. We had different things. So I try to keep them on guard. And, but more important than that, we all try to monitor the market in such a way that we can start giving them a heads up. When when we see factors or uh, things that are starting to happen uh, that that signal that this market's going to slow down or this market's going to have a market have a little bit of a correction. So, right. but honestly, the market needs to slow down just a little bit right now. We're we're seeing. I I, uh, I talk to our realtors a lot. I mean, they're having to be counselors because, yeah. quite honestly, they're working with some buyers that are getting beat out three or four or five straight homes. Right. They, they, every time they make an offer, someone offers more. So right. they just, realtors, got they have got to keep their cool and just say, keep trying, keep trying. We'll find something for you. So it, it's a, you know, and the, the greatest market indicator we've had throughout the years is, is what's the inventory. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was either too arrogant or too ignorant back in 07 or 08 when our inventory really started to climb at unprecedented highs, and I thought, okay, we're still good. I'm going to keep developing, but when that inventory hit a certain place, this thing really slowed down. Then it almost stopped. So we try to keep our eyes on numbers that can help warn them or keep them apprised of what could be happening in the near future and and try to direct them in in a way that they can still be productive and still help their clients. Yeah, so true. Long answer. I'm not sure that was what you That was a great answer. That's a great answer. It's getting to the point from my perspective that as agents you've you've got a it's it's about networking and that's a big key but you've got a at some point where people are going to knock on doors will you please sell your house have you mm-hmm. i mean seriously it's gotten uh, that way how far back as far as development how many months inventory do you know that we have as far as around here or typically what's a when is well, it? When is it a buyer's market? When is it a seller's market? Can you explain that's a, the difference? That's, that's a good question. Of course, it is certainly a, a seller's market right now, meaning that it is an advantage to the sellers. And our our standing inventory now for all of the products, probably two months or something like that. Um, anything under three months is desperation. You're just running out. And our new home construction um, 
months on the market is probably one and a half. Uh, so a good balance would be if you had in the four to six months of, uh, of, of, a pro- of uh, inventory that's available. Now, when you, you start hitting up uh, more like 10 months, 8, 10 months, a year or greater, it is a buyer's market then, and that's when some, there's some good buyers out there. The biggest problem now with a seller saying, okay, I paid 300000 for my house three years ago, and gosh, I can get four fifty to 500 Right. I'm thinking about selling. So what our agents need to make sure they say is, let's look at the market before you quickly sell because you need to make sure you understand what you can buy for that 450 to 500 and how it compares to what you what you bought years ago and you had for 300 So, And so a lot of people are hesitant to sell because they really don't know where they're going to go. And, they, and that's the one thing that we, uh, we want to prepare them for. You put your house on the market at, at a price that we're going to, we're going to suggest it will sell. Most there's, definitely. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Don't you right. agree, Bill? Yes. Yes, sir. I, I've got a question for you. What's your thoughts in uh, a lot of people complain about apartments, but those are people that live in apartments. Do, do you see them? A lot of them will become homeowners, but are they just here for a part of the time, two or three years, and they're out? Or what? What's your thoughts on apartments? Bob, Bill's, Bill's harassing me about that as a, as a local councilman because <laughs> it, it's, it's yeah, my fault. That we it's Ronnie's fault, yeah. Bob. No, you, you go, Bill. I'm, I'm behind you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one thing is that historically a good balance is that 65% of the population own homes. Hmm. Okay, so in the um, when we had the mortgage collapse, like in 07, 8, and 9, that number hit almost 70% owned homes. Wow. So there were people owning homes that didn't need to own homes. I mean, some of the, the mortgage techniques that were used were ridiculous. Uh, I mean, if you ever saw the movie The Real Short or the something short. The Big Short. The Big Short. The Big Short. Yes. That nailed it. I mean, they were making loans, and this is no reflection on bankers, but there were mortgage companies Thanks, out there making just ridiculous loans. Right. So. We're back to about a 65, 66% homeowners. So there's 35% of the population that does not want to own a home. They want Period. to be more mobile. Yeah. They want to be mobile. They want to be able to move around. They may not want to be burdened with a home that says, okay, I may want to move to Chattanooga. I may want to move from Murfreesboro to Franklin or Franklin to Hendersonville or wherever. So I think we get caught up saying we want to eliminate apartments but they we have to have them we have now a phenomenon that's happened right now is we've had a, some big reach and i think you mentioned this before ron that are coming in here they have a couple of them have approached us we want you to develop a subdivision that will be all rental homes Oof. and you know and i said no we're not going to do that because we have a, a cadre of builders that have been with us for years so if we if we're going to go to the uh, method of developing we're going to sell them to our builders for resale products so there, there's a huge focus on creating rental inventory, whether it be apartments or mm-hmm. rental communities. There's a couple of them being developed in Murfreesboro, but they're being developed by outstanding developers that are going to do a nice job, and it will not hurt anything for, for what they're doing. But apartments are something we have to have. I, I don't know what would happen if we didn't. I really don't know. They need to be monitored. We don't need to get overbuilt. They need to be... Uh, built in the in the way that we would be proud of them, landscaping right. wise, architecture. So, 
right. that, that's my two cents on that. Thank you, Bob. I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, what, in your opinion, we t- you mentioned uh, what interest rates were when you, when you when you started business, and then you talked a little bit about how high they have been. And I think um, I think your counsel is very wise, and I think is very accurate related to. Um, you know, how important the inventory is as an indicator of kind of the overall health of the market and the economy. But um, in your opinion, um, you know, I this market, and I think every market feels a little different. Uh, this feels a little different to me than it did um, five years ago and, and 10 years ago. And probably the inventory piece is the biggest part of that, along with the uh, rapid appreciation we've had. But, you know, obviously, our, our bottom price point has come up. So, you know, as we start talking about what starter home is, that looks very different in Murfreesboro than it did 15 years ago, uh, 20 years ago. Um, but, you know, in your experience, um, you know, we rates have already moved, you know, 25, 35, 40 basis points. So you mentioned three and a half. That's the number I would use as well. Where do you think if if we get into a place where you know rates are at four or or four and a quarter before twenty twenty two, and I think that's possible, do you think that's going to have um, a substantial impact on the market because of how important inventory is and how with fact the fact that we do not have a lot of inventory? You know, I think the only reason that it would first of all a four, four and a quarter, four and a half, yeah, great rates. Right. Guys, they're a great rate. Yep. The problem is is our agents and the buyers that are out there and, and the public have heard 3%, 3%. So when it hits 4 and 4.5, and, and it will, right. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Oh, my, that's a high rate. Well, you know, I don't think I don't think we'll see any kind of major stud, uh, stutter until this thing hits maybe 5 or 6% because I think we can show our clients that even though the rates have kicked up one point, Look at the rising cost of construction. So right. if, wow. if, if you wait, it's not going to work. I mean, go mm-hmm. on and get that rate at the four and a quarter, four and a half, five, whatever it is, and get in the market, especially on a first-time home buyer. You have got to get in the market or you'll never have a chance of moving up. It, it's just difficult. New construction, first-time home buyers, yeah, I don't know where you can find anything under 300000 unless right. it's townhomes. Right. That's and it. You don't find many under... <laughs> under 350 so uh, that has really moved up there's no doubt about that what's your thoughts about the re- revitalization of like downtown the older homes being you know torn down or whatever and then and the newer things going up the uh i think it's i think it's pretty cool but uh what's your thoughts on that and then when the methodist church when the the building where you used to work Ronnie, it, mm-hmm. it got torn down what's going on with it is that a question for me or Bob? Well, either one of Bob probably knows. Bob, Bob you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a new project going in there, and it's, uh, I think it's scheduled to have some uh, um, potentially condos or apartments or offices. So it, I've seen a rendering or two on it, but it's pretty exciting. But revitalization of downtown Murfreesboro is very important to me, and I think it needs, I hope it continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's where those of us who grew up here, that's where we went to the old Princess Theater, and that's where we. It, it's just you want to see that. You want to see the. You want to see the old homes preserved, but those that are cannot be preserved are really 
deteriorated too much, mm-hmm. you want to see a movement back to the downtown area. Franklin is a perfect example of that. We have a, yes. a lot of other communities around uh, Middle Tennessee that have, have really done that. Nashville. Nashville's done a good job. Of course, in Nashville, it's all teardown. Yeah. I mean, you just, you're seeing just the urban, uh, um, not sprawl, but the urban urban movement in downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. The outskirts is just phenomenal. If you haven't driven around, you ought to do that. East so, Nashville. But really. I, I'm hopefully I'm hopefully it continues in uh, in Murfreesboro. We need that. I think we need another skyscraper like the old First City Bank bill. I think we need uh, <laughs> Murfreesboro's ready, Bob. For we need to bring one. Uh, we need a. a, a a bigger building what about bob what about condos when do you think and i know we have a few examples of that some older and um of course you know joe swanson's on thompson thompson lane is the most current one i can think of but uh when do you think we will bloom into the community where we may have a, a four or five story condo building for sale uh in downtown or somewhere do you think you think that's yep soon for us you may see that on you may see that on the first message property right that'd be cool and, and you just really need it now one of the one of the issues that you have there is to build a building four or five stories uh concrete building block concrete steel mm-hmm. it's going to cost you about as much as it's going to cost to build it in nashville mm. it, it may be a little bit from a fee standpoint the land will be extremely less expensive right but the cost to build it and then you go into nashville and they're getting Six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars a square foot. I don't think Murfreesboro can support right. no. that pricing, but we really need some downtown property, some downtown condos. I would truly support that. I think that's a wonderful idea, and that's the next step in the progression of our city and what what we have going on. Do you have any ideas? What what can the city do? Um, what can we do better or uh, more of, or additionally to kind of help jumpstart some of those things? Just from your perspective. Well, certainly incentives to those developers that get in there and do that is is, is the best way that I can think of. Right. Um, and I don't mean massive incentives. I don't. I don't because I know that's a bad word when they see developers uh, getting something like that. But it's a the difference in building a four or five story hundred unit condo versus us developing a hundred lots and building all of them. You build these condos all at once, mm-hmm. so you're you're putting a hundred. Uh, 100 units on the market all at once. When we do a subdivision, our builders may do 10 or 20, and you just work through it. So the risk that some of these developers take, and I'm not one of them. I I have never done anything like that. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'm more into the dirt than I am going more vertical with a high-rise. There's got to be some kind of incentive to help them uh, get through that risk because it's a pretty large one. Right. I had heard that uh, Joe Swanson's that Gateway Village had sold. I don't know if that's true or not, but the whole like, the whole complex. the whole the whole complex. Hmm. Somebody, a friend of mine, lives there. Said that, but uh, anyway, um, what else? What about this sports complex that's coming to Murfreesboro? What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, gosh. you remember when the sports com opened up? It was like, oh, we got a indoor pool. Or back yeah. in my day, they had a pool. Central Middle School, there was a pool at Oakland's Park, and you learned, you know, Red Cross would come around and teach you how to swim. And Bill, we, we, swim, <laughs> in, we swim in the ditches. You, that's you swam where, in the pond, didn't you, Brian? Yeah, that's right. Walter Hill Dam. Walter Hill Dam, yeah, we <laughs> did that too. But what's, what's your thoughts on the Horde property being developed um, by that outfit out of Arizona? Legacy. 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 Based, yeah, based on what I've just looked at, 
very temperate. I mean, I've, I've seen, I've, I've read about them and what they're doing in Mesa. I guess in Mesa, Arizona. Yes, sir. And what they plan here. If they pull that off, which I hope they do, and it, it is as successful at the, at the pace that they think, it, it will be huge. Mm-hmm. It will impact most of Middle Tennessee within a 30-mile radius from rooms and and uh, restaurants and hotels. Uh, this thing is massive. It yes. really, really is. Uh, don't know what it's going to do to the city from a traffic standpoint. Blessed that they picked the track that's right there accessible to uh, the 840 to move people around. And, and uh, so I, I'm really excited about it. And, Ronnie, I'm sure you are, too. You've been in the middle of that. So, uh but if it if it comes to fruition, it, it will be big time for our city. It, it just really will. It really, it'll impact the entire Middle Tennessee area. I agree. You're going to ask, um, and I think this is a great story. I'm sure Bob has told it many times about the branding. Of yeah, parks. the branding. Yes, the branding of the parks. Transition from the <laughs> from from the yellow and red, the, right. the red P, the yellow background to. I guess you would say it's blue. The yeah, the blue. Yeah. When when did that come about? I'll tell you what. Why why did it start out the gold or yellow and red, and yeah. then to the blue? What yeah. what was the difference? Well, when when we started out in well, Bob Parks Realty, then in 1975, and believe it or not, it was brown. It was brown and white. Uh, it was brown. Time. I didn't know that. Brown and white. Mm-hmm. Just said Bob Parks Realty, and that's what everybody did back then. Clark Maples Realty. I mean, just everybody did. Um, your name, which is really a mistake, um, because it's not about an individual. It's about the company. It's about the culture you're creating. It's about the longevity and the legacy that you hopefully can create. So, But we did change it to the yellow with the black and the red. And when you put yellow and black and red together, they're the three most recognizable colors that stand out. So think about who has that. Um, that's McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart. Just think of all the ones that are themed behind those colors. So uh, it could be a little garish looking, but uh, you will not miss it when you ride down the that's road. Right. So, And then it was about, you know, guys, and I don't even remember, I guess it was close to 10 years ago that we changed some of the officers' names in, in uh, Nashville to Parks. Uh, we had named one of them Parks Property. So... As it ended up five or six years ago when we made the wholesale change, and I could be off a year of that, we had four offices that were parks, and we had four offices that were Bob Parks Realty. So we did a magnificent job in confusing the entire Middle Tennessee population (laughs) who really cared about anything to do with real estate. So I had to make that decision. We need to all be parks. So it was time to remove the Bob. Yeah, I, I kidded with the agents for a year or so. You know, Bob's going away. Well, is Bob going to Florida? Is Bob got cancer? Is he going to pass? What What is it? And I was leading up to the name is going to go away. So it's it's got a name now that does not tie itself to me. It does indirectly, but it's not about an individual. It's, a, it's about an organization that I think has got a fantastic culture that can hopefully last for many, many years at long after I'm gone. So that was the reason. And the blue and white is just a... It's a very classy look, and uh, uh, just several of us, Marie and I talked about it for a year or two about going on and making that transition. We had a designer help us with the, the way we laid it out, and uh, everybody was very accepting of it. The Murfreesboro and Smyrna offices were a little resistant to start off with, yes. so that's all they've known for 
my gosh, 30 something years probably at that time. That's so right. it was, uh, but it worked well. I think it worked real well, Bill, and you, you can I do too. attest to that better than I can. Yes, sir. That's great. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask so you have a presence outside of um, what's interesting is, you know, you started in Murfreesboro and I guess that grew into Rutherford County, which grew into, um, I don't know how the progression went, but let's call it Middle Tennessee. And now you're outside of Tennessee as well, correct? We had a, uh, a partnership with a group down in Florida called uh, PPG, Premier Property Group. We really started that company in 07. <laughs> what great timing. Right <laughs> yeah. Turn the- <laughs> My, yeah. People say, you know a lot about real estate. No, I don't. I make mistakes <laughs> like that all the time. So, And then as it recovered, it was just a great process of going back and forth because we have, and it, it is located on 30A down between Destin and Panama City Beach. So a great location. So many of our agents and so many of our friends and clients vacation down there. So it worked real well mm. referring back and forth. You know, it, it's, um, and, and I know you know this, um, Typically, that Florida market and some other specialty markets, um, when when things do, um, you know, when we go through those difficult periods, recession, those types of things, um, a lot of times those areas will lose more ground. Um, they'll give up some of the ground from an appreciation standpoint, um, more so than at least Middle Tennessee has. In, in my small frame of reference, that's been my perspective, um, you know. If and when we go through, I guess this is a two-part question, um, how much runway do you think we have left um, before we hit some some turbulence or some, some slowdown? And then do you feel like that those Florida markets and some of those specialty markets, uh, markets, Las Vegas is another one, do you think that the same things will happen there that have happened in the past, that they will give up some of that appreciation faster? Or do you think something's different about um, – you know, the last run we've had that will change that? No, good good question. I mean, you know, that market so, is fueled so much by second homes, right. whether people rent them out or not. So a lot of times that's one of the first things to go. So there's certainly quite a bit more volatile than though, you know, and if you look at the, it, it's really the coastal areas, whether it's California, up and down the East Coast, all around Florida, uh, they get hit quicker and they get hit harder. I don't think there's any doubt about that now. The upper-end properties uh, that the wealthy might buy, uh, they stay pretty strong. If, if that property is on the beach and it's uh, considered an upper-end property, it will hold its value better than if you're moving more inland mm. and uh, at a little bit less price point. But, um, again, I think people are much more aware now of what's happening, and I think there is a more of a control from the mortgage standpoint that not to let this thing get out of hand. So interest rates will go up. You know, I don't know how high they'll go up. And we will start to absorb some of this inventory. But we are so, in Florida, it's exactly the same way it's here. You can't find inventory. Now, so you'll mm-hmm. hear people say, well, there's just no inventory. And we like to say there's there's not as much standing inventory. But right. like this last year, we had the best year we've ever had. So to have the best year you've ever had, mm-hmm. there had to be inventory. That's right, so, right. Do you well, think, that inventory is there. It just doesn't last long. Do you think the market, the way it is in Milton, is it like that everywhere? I mean, you were just talking about Vegas. I, I always thought it was like Austin, Texas. was. We're like one of the, 
you know, we are, we hear this, especially if you listen to the Chamber of Commerce and other, other places, but we're one of the fastest growing places in the country. I mean, if you call U-Haul, I believe they, the number one destination <laughs> for U-Haul in uh, North America is the greater Nashville area, is this area right here. Had you ever That's thought it was right. going to be like that, Bob? Did you ever envision no. that? No. No, absolutely. You know, both of us have lived here. We, we've we always known it's a great place to live. We never really wanted to live anywhere else but Middle Tennessee. Right. Whether it's the school systems or just everything about it. We've got three interstates that intersect here. We have, I remember when Nissan came 40 years ago and what attracted them. So, But to think we would be that attractive to people all over the nation, it never entered my mind. Wow. Um, it, it just, you just wanted to, but now you asked another question. This is fairly consistent in the good markets right now. Dallas, Austin. I mean, you can go Raleigh, Charlotte, hmm. Atlanta, Tampa. You can go through them. I mean, you go out west, and they're probably even more so, but they they spike higher and they fall quicker. But so, you know, I've been a member of Trendsetters, and there's 12 of us real estate companies across the nation. I've been in it 20-some-odd years now. And, um, in conversations with most of those guys and gals, they, they're experiencing something similar to we are, right. but maybe not, not quite as explosive as we are. Hmm. How, much, how much time do we have left on this run that we have that's been so good? You know, we could have a few years. I mean, we're going to experience a slowdown, and that, that could happen next year in 2023. Uh, but unless something crazy happens on a world level or a national level, mm-hmm. um, and if the Federal Reserve and, and through leadership we can keep these interest rates below 5% for two or three years, and I, the difference between then and now, but, you know, back in 05, we were, we were getting, there were 16,000, new home permits granted in, in 2016. That's new construction permits to build a new home. Uh, this past year, there probably was thirteen to 14,000. So in a 15-year period, we're still not where we were in 06. Wow. And how, what's the growth look like between now and 06? Yeah. It's off the charts. Yeah. And the rates were high. So I think we're in... I think we're in if for a soft landing if that landing comes, and that could be five or six years from now. But it could be soft. It could be all right. We're going to go back to the way it was in 2016 or 2015 or 2017, which at that time were the best years we'd ever had. Right. So I'm I'm not naive to think we're buffered, but you just you never know on the national scene what will happen or on the world scene what will happen that could trigger a, a slowdown. Where you never you? knew yeah. what a pandemic would do either. Oh, uh, but strangely enough, it was so devastating, but it was a boost to real estate, which I still sometimes struggle with. Why did all this happen like this? Uh, right. But anyway, that's you just don't know what's going to happen out of our control. Yeah. I was going to say we're this area, we're usually the last to be affected by a slowdown and the first to come out of it, typically. Mm. That's and, correct. Bob, um, one of the things that's been uh, very interesting to me in this last 10 years that we've been through, um, I've had the opportunity to see prices in Murfreesboro get to a point where when you talk about the investor market and, um, you know, I I wear a lot of different hats with what I do. I know you do as well. But um, 
you know, 15 years ago, the investor market um, didn't have this negative connotation to it that I think in some cases it does now, as we've talked about REITs coming in and buying properties and, and things like that. But it was, you know, because Murfreesboro was a college town, um, you know, investment, real estate, uh, rental properties have been something that, um, you know, I, I've been very involved in with clients and, you know, there's been a lot of opportunity to do that. But what has been interesting is um, clients, buyers, investors have had to sort of go elsewhere um, outside of Murfreesboro to find opportunities uh, just because prices have appreciated so quickly that rents have trailed catching those purchase prices. And so what, you know, what I have seen is people going to some of these um, markets that are just a little further outside of Nashville and, and outside of Murfreesboro, Manchester, Tullahoma, Shelbyville, Woodbury, you know, those places. Um, do, do you remember um, that happening in Murfreesboro when, for example, maybe Nashville started appreciating and that pushed some of the traffic here, which kind of helped us be, um, I know a lot of people don't like it, but we are sort of a, a bedroom community that serves Nashville. I know we're trying to change some of that, but I mean, do you think that that is happening more and more so with the counties that surround us in Murfreesboro? Yeah, I think that's certainly, I mean, but what I think our investors have to understand, it's not like it was three or four or five years ago when you could go buy a house for 170 or 180000 and get a nice return on it. So now that house may cost you three, three and a quarter. Right. We're still seeing people interested, but a lot of times they think, okay, I, I need to go to Shelbyville. I need to go to Tullahoma or Manchester and get that price. It's maybe 200 something thousand now. But the fact is they won't rent it for as much, mm-hmm. and when time comes to sell it, they won't sell it for as much. So mm-hmm. I'm still bullish on investing in areas like Murfreesboro or, or any of these, these are the donut counties around Nashville and let the market continue to grow. And I think your investment long term, you may not get the yield you quite as you would have if you bought five years ago, but the market is still accelerating enough that it's still a great investment. You know, Warren Buffett made a – statement no oh, four or five years ago that the best investment there is then is a, to invest in a single family home mm-hmm. and he was part uh-huh. of a REIT that i don't know how many thousands they bought so when the most brilliant business mind that's ever lived in my mind um, makes that kind of statement i thought okay well they're, they're, it's, it is really good and we encourage our agents to do that we want our agents to 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 buy properties and rent them and, and create net worth for their retirement for when it's time and we like to call that mailbox money. So uh, yeah. when it's time to re- retire, you go to the mailbox, you get your check, and that's how you live. That's so right. it's, uh, uh, we've encouraged our agency to do that for many years. We've got a, a question from uh, one of the viewers at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook. Bob, are there any tools or tricks for a startup realtor to know? Well, when you started out, <laughs> what was it that they – Compare it to when you started to like today. I know a lot of it's, you know, the, the marketing, digital marketing. Back in the yeah. day, we had a buy a home. We had paper. You had to go pick up the key to go show a house. But give give oh, us those, an idea of those, the changes yeah. over those the years. Those exciting times. <laughs> Here, <laughs> here's your MLS book. Now, go call your friends and see what you can do. So we believe in, in, in relationships. And... Uh, uh, Bill, as you're aware, our, our whole culture is based on what we call ninja selling, and it has nothing to do with martial arts. It has, <laughs> all to, it has all to do with creating relationships 
in being in contact with those relationships. So we'll have a lot of agents come to us. How many Internet leads can you give me? And I said, why do you want them? Well, that's the way to sell now. And I said, well, maybe two out of 100. I said, let's sit down and you tell me or you list out all the people you know, okay, even if you've lived here just a year. Then let's start working that. Let's create a database and let's start marketing to the people that know, like, and trust you. And we we like to say that if you have 100 people on your database and you're in constant communication with them, you can make 100,000 a year. Yeah. You can make a you can make a thousand for every person you have in a database. Now it's not just sending them Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday. It's being in, in the flow with what's going on in your life. Right? So, uh, is it easy for a new agent to crack this market? No, no, it's not. But we know how to do it. We know how to put them on in a direction uh, that that they can then understand. Oh, okay. I need to I need to work the people I know and talk to them and let them know my new career, my new commitment, and I'm serious about it. But that's a very good question. We, we have that a lot. So um, all of our brokers are trained in, in how to do that and, and what's the best way to, to get someone off and running. It's, it's to work the people and relationships you have in the community. That's right on, networking. And uh, I can tell you working you, it uh, with – you're the best networker I know. You tell well, thank you, Bob. Can yes, we, could you is. say that again? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mr. Murfreesboro. Well, Bob, you, it, it is. It's like a family there. And I've been with several different companies. I've been there in the beginnings of startup companies. And and when Meredith and I, and really, you know, because of Peggy and because of you, and I've been there going on five years, it's it's like a big, it's, it's like a family. I mean, you can go to Hendersonville. You can go anywhere around here. It's just like if you're putting a listing in. You know, it will, it will enters. It goes into eleven or twelve hundred agents, however, however many that we have. It's a, right. it's a blessing. It truly, is a blessing, and it's cool that you were born and raised here, and you mm-hmm. still hang out here, you and Marie. And and I, I meant to ask you this: How is your rotator cuff, Bob? I'm, I'm, I meant, and I want to thank you because we were supposed to get together a long time ago. As far as coming on the show, things didn't work out. Right. But thank right. you for. I know you had a uh, rotator cuff. We hope that's going well. And uh, It's going fine. It's doing okay. very well. It's about three and a half weeks ago, and therapy started, and I'm starting to understand now. I've been through some therapy before, and I said, okay, the real stuff's starting now. So that's been, thanks for asking, but everything's going great. I feel good. And I noticed you were a basketball player at one time. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> at, at Central, you did you see that picture that uh, you were, uh, that's at Central High School, wasn't it? I yeah. think, and that's why I asked you, where did, I have never seen that <laughs> picture before. Leave it, leave it to Mr. Murfreesboro to come up, <laughs> dig up some yeah, dirt. I know. But it, I will say one thing for, for your, your and I'm not big in social media, but I, I do follow Bill. And the, and the main reason I follow Bill is he'll put up pictures of the old Polk Hotel. He'll put up pictures of, oh, my gosh, it's just like going down uh, memory Road, and I just absolutely love. I don't, I don't know where you get them, just like I don't know where you got that crazy basketball picture. But, uh, <laughs> That's a great picture. I think it may be a Christmas card for you, Bob. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I, you, I, was, uh, Mark, I wasn't, didn't have a lot. I had the sharpest elbows that, to play forward <laughs> and uh, weighed 145 pounds at that time. <laughs> set shot parks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, yeah, the Murphys, bro, I, I always tell people, my friends and people have moved away. It's it was always like a Norman Rockwell town growing up here. And when I grew up here, there was maybe 25,000, 30,000, maybe 35,000. You, you could drive around the square, wave, you knew everybody. And 
I can remember when there was no interstate. I guess the interstate came through in the early 70s, maybe. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's right. Isn't that right? Uh, and, you know, the interchange, they didn't want, downtown Murfreesboro did not want exit exit interchanges to come downtown because they thought it was going to take business away from downtown. Mm. Isn't that yep. wild? Yeah, yep. it's, it, it's interesting how things like that shape a city. And, you know, you wonder, um, did that help us? Did it hurt us? Did it matter at all? And what decisions are we making today and how will they impact us? You know, an, another thing we talk about and um, had another uh, person on the Facebook uh, feed ask about affordable housing. And, you know, that is something that um, we talk a lot about at the city council level and has talked a lot uh, about here um related to what we can do to f add to the housing stock and you know we came up on this program that really a townhouse is the starter home right you know in murfreesboro but with all of the challenges we've had related to uh, density because there's a lot of conversation surrounding that based on infrastructure um, the whole sewer allocation ordinance um you know that that's a real challenge any Anything you want to add to with that, Bob? Just something that you've said. Hey, uh, the city of Murfreesboro—if they would figure this out, we could have we could have affordable housing. Well, whoever called in on that is totally correct. I mean, townhomes are the, the most affordable thing that our builders can can build right now and put on the on the market at a decent price. It's not a single family dwelling anymore; it's a townhome. Right. It's because, like I said, you know, the other stuff has gone to three to four hundred thousand for those first-time home buyers. So. And I know there's, I'm not going to say it's a move, but there's certainly a lot of concern. And your infrastructure has got to take precedence over what the demand is. So the infrastructure has got to be improved or, or um, in, in order to, to provide more of the affordable housing. So in density, I mean, um, Murfreesboro has always been very, very good about understanding density. We, we work in counties, whether it be Williamson or other counties, that still, still feel that, uh, uh, they don't want density. They want one unit per acre or one unit per five acres. Well, you will totally eliminate affordable housing or mm -hmm. even um, move up buyers with that kind of zoning. But I think that's what the, their desire is. Murfreesboro is the hottest area anywhere around right now. It is. It is the, uh, we have a less inventory, and the days on the market is less than any other county in Middle Tennessee and, and probably a lot in the South. So. So that I, you know, I think Ronnie, you, and the mayor, and all the other council people have done a wonderful job trying to balance growth, and at the same time, uh, make sure we have the culture and, and the, that we've had for all these years in Murfreesboro, but provide good housing for people. So it, that's, uh, I'm glad y'all are doing that because I, I would probably fail at it miserably. <laughs> Hey, talk, talk about something I know you're really proud of, which is um, one of the, the nicest, if not the nicest, developments we have in Murfreesboro right now. Talk about Shelton Square. Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's Marie and I's favorite. You know, when we went through the, the recession of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, I told Marie, I said, we come out of this, hon. And she's extremely, extremely active in the business and development. I said, we don't need to do another big development like a Marymount or a Berkshire and it wasn't three years later that we started <laughs> on Shelton Square, so I have a short memory, thank goodness. But it's just been it's just been wonderful the way it's turned out. We we try to create different product types in there. The, the diversity of the buyer is just outstanding, and 
We've got a nice amenity. We're getting ready to start a clubhouse. And you see very few communities have an actual clubhouse. They'll have about 5,000 square feet with some workout areas and place to entertain for your family. And we've already got the pool in and a fountain. So we want to continue to add uh, great amenities to attract uh, just a a wide diversity of of buyers in there. So there are some first-time home buyers in there. Then there's some others that are We'll spend seven, eight, nine hundred, close to a million on a home. So that's, you know, when we first started developing, we would have 200 lots and they'd all be the same size and they'd all be the same price. Mm-hmm. So now we finally learn after a while that you need a community that can offer different products to different buyers and it all is so cohesive. So if that person who bought a, a, a first time home buyer and they love the community, then they can move two streets over to another section and, and make them move up, and they can move three or four times as they progress through the home buying process and their and their and their families and their career uh, as their families grow. Then that's ideal. They do not have to leave the area, do not have to leave the schools. So, thanks for bringing that up. We are very very proud of Shelton Square. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's, it is really nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, Mr. Mercer, keep asking. Well, I, I well, feel like what, I've, asked, I've asked all the questions, so I've got it, more, but I don't want to steal your thunder. I don't know if I know much more. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you do a lot of charities. I know we want to thank you for all that, the Christmas for the children. I know there's so many out there, mm-hmm. but you do yeah. so much for the the community. I mean, yeah. and people well, need to realize that. Um, well, thank I don't know you. if they need to realize it. It's our, our joy and our pleasure to do it. I mean, it's just... To those who receive, you give back. I mean, every single office we've ever opened has a has a fundraiser at Christmas time and during the year. And uh, we've been the largest corporate sponsor of Make a Wish for I don't know how many years now. And our and our what used to be Christmas walking for the children with a walking door show, Christmas for the children has been going thirty something years, and it's still the agents there still promote it and still put their heart and soul in it. So it's just. It's just, it's, and to me, it's biblical. It's just you, whatever, wherever you're receiving, you give back. That's you right. help. So, and it's a blessing that I'd say most everybody buys into that, too. Where do you see Murfreesboro, say, five years from now, 10 years from now, um, 20 years from now? They oh, my gosh. Well, it's just exploding outside the interstate. We talked about 24, you know, and 840 now. So everything is moving that way and past that. Mm. Who'd ever thought the Blackman community would be as big and vibrant as it is now? So, you know, I, I, I think I think that I think it'll continue on the same on the same path it's going now. The schools are just outstanding in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. You know, you you hear a lot of these other counties promote their school systems. They're there. Really, our schools are hard to beat. And, um, you know, I think our leadership throughout the year, regardless who's mayor and who's on the council, has been so progressive and uh, has been business friendly, but not to the point that they let business run the town. So that's why they've attracted great industry, uh, great growth here, and that will continue. I don't see anything that would slow it down. I think it has an advantage over any other county in Middle Tennessee. I really, really do. Hey, I've got one more question, and I know we're close to to being – out of time but uh and you won't hurt my feelings if you disagree with me but i'm interested in your view on this i am i have become a big fan and and i live downtown uh cynthia and i used to live in puckett station we built a house there loved it there um had an opportunity to make a little money so we sold it and you know in this market 
I tell a lot of people that, you know, to, to keep your profit, you really have to buy a smaller house than what you sell because otherwise you're going to give your money back. And so we we bought a smaller home, um, a cheaper home. Older home. I should say a less expensive home. Uh, it's probably mm-hmm. a better, better, better terminology. Um, but I really enjoy the lifestyle of downtown. We walk to a lot of places. I didn't walk to the station tonight because it was cold um, and I'm soft. But... Um, <laughs> But I do like to walk to the restaurants, and you know we do a, we walk a lot every day. Almost we walk downtown. Um, that feels very much, and I know you can't have a downtown everywhere, but the mixed use component of having uh, neighborhood services, restaurants close to uh, lots of housing stock. Um, I know that's not been done much in Murfreesboro. It is done in some other areas. What are your thoughts on that? Could we do that here, or we are we too far um, behind? Talk, talk about that a little bit. No, no, you absolutely could. And that's, like I said before, I, I fully endorse that. I mean, that's the way these towns were started, whether it be Murfreesboro, Franklin. It's a downtown area. Mm-hmm. If you remember, most of the downtown, a lot of the downtown areas have alleys where the garbage trucks would go by and pick it up. You'd walk to church, you'd walk to school, uh, you would walk to restaurants. That There's a movement, and it has been a movement like that over the last 10 years, stronger than ever. Mm. Uh, and just look at the other communities, uh, whether it be Franklin or Henderson, the, the older communities. Now, the Brentwoods of, of the world that are fairly new communities, Mount Julia, another new community, uh, it's hard for them to replicate what has been going on traditionally for all these other uh, these other. Uh, towns. Columbia is making a huge resurgence right now in restaurants and downtown activity. So uh, I would love to see Murfreesboro focus on that more. It's got to come some way from some kind of incentive to attract more restaurants and more businesses down there. And there's some great restaurants down there that I'm sure you can walk to, yeah. Ronnie, at this yes, point time. And that's the way we used to do it. It used I mean, to be really. the way, yeah. I can, I can yeah, remember I mean, when people came to the square on the Saturday mornings or afternoons and they would shoot crows off the, the courthouse. <laughs> what, Bubba that was Bushman? illegal. Yeah, that was, that. You never did that? No, See, what was your tag uh, number? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do remember breaking into the Central High School pool and swimming at night. A couple of us guys would do that. So. No, it was it, pretty easy to get into. Ours was River Rock <laughs> and Oakland. Yeah. Don't worry. The statute of limitations is over on that, Bob. You're, you're good. You're safe. <laughs> Am I good? You're safe. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Bob Parts has been our guest. Thank you for all that you do. Give our best to Marie. Um, I will. Thank you. Great talking to you, Bob. Great talking to you, Ronnie. Thank you, Bill. All right. God bless you. And I want to say thank you uh, to our sponsors, Rhonda McCray with the Iberia Bank, Mitch Robinson with Wheelworks, and then Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. Thank you so much. We're here at the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Ronnie. My pleasure. Thanks for the invite. I enjoyed it. All right. God bless everybody. Take care.